Welcome to the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast. I am your host, Maria Wingard. Today is a Red Tent conversation. We are continuing with Do You Celebrate Pagan Roots? Part 6 in the Interview with a Vampire Redeemed by Jesus series. Sometimes we're actually dancing with the devil and expecting him not to lead while we're participating in holiday traditions that we kind of shrug our shoulders and say, eh, it's really not that big of a deal. Sometimes it is. So today we're going to hear Dorothy's perspective on holidays from a pagan root perspective. So against any kind of pagan ritual that's including Easter that's including even many parts of Christmas <laughs> mm-hmm. I would not even put up a Christmas tree I, I don't think I put up a Christmas tree for about five years right um, and I'm I'm and, completely and, okay with you talking about that because I fully understand a lot of the pagan roots that got tied in through the right. I, I totally understand that and so what what I do fight with now because I have a little one, you, you don't want your your child to be unknowledgeable about different celebrations, holidays, if you will, that sort of thing, and and take away their childhood. So, um, well, I think I it goes even beyond that. I don't that. think it's about the taking away of the childhood. I think it is. This is how I explained it to somebody in 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 my sphere. I believe that it's really the redemptive gift of God that most people look at them as Christian holidays instead of pagan holidays. We look at December 25th as the birth of Jesus. We look at Easter as his death and resurrection. Instead of us celebrating Easter is uh the the fertile Bunnies. goddess. Yeah, and then, you know, Bunnies and eggs. <laughs> right, but it's about it's the fertile goddess. It's, it's, a, it's about fertility. Yes. Right. But instead of us celebrating those things, we're celebrating the death and resurrection, and I think that that's the redemptive gift of God to redeem that all he owns all days. Right. Satan doesn't own December 25th. (laughs) Satan does not uh, get to claim October 31st. He doesn't get to claim Easter, um, you know, how it moves around on the calendar. There is a, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that, but uh, for me, because of my, my pagan and occult past, Halloween had to go extreme. Specifically, specifically, I, I cannot. I cannot do much of anything for Halloween because I, I know in my spirit, and this is, this is a conviction that I personally have from God. And I do not, I do not expect anyone around me to adhere to this, but for me specifically, I cannot participate in anything that I already know is a part of a pagan practice for that particular day. But as you were saying, You can go to a pumpkin patch. You know what I mean? Like you can go to a pumpkin patch and that's not part of a satanic, satanic ritual. Um, you know, you can, you can go to church on Christmas, you know, Eve, and that's not part of a pagan practice, right? We can, we can do things, 
but there is the acknowledgement that there are certain parts that are pagan that we don't have to incorporate. And at the same time, we also don't have to try and tell other people our convictions because they've got deception over their eyes. You know, um, I ran into it. So uh, I was raised never believing in Santa Claus and I raised my son never believing in Santa Claus. But the way that I talked to him about it was there was a Christian named St. Nicholas who died a long time ago and he loved children and he gave them gifts out of his generous heart. Right. And that's how we've got Santa Claus today. And some people like to celebrate him today. Well, he was three years old in the grocery store, (laughs) three And some man behind my mother goes to Jason, are you ready for Santa to come to your house? And he goes, oh, yeah, Santa died a long, long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) I I raised my daughter the same exact way. (laughs) And Um, so we had to have a come to Jesus talk. And I was like, honey, you have to just let people believe what they want to believe. You're three. You don't need to tell them that Santa's dead. Like, it's not our place. (laughs) No, because I, it just I, starts I he was, fights, he was, right? He was probably a killjoy in a pre-K, huh? <laughs> oh, no. it Because he, he was just like, he'd have this little smile, like, I know the truth and you don't. But I, I've heard it in such an excellent way um, on that point is you lie to your child and tell them that Santa Claus is real. They know he's not real. Because they find out very early on and then they come to you and they tell you that Santa's not real and you continue and perpetuate the lie. And then you want to know why they don't believe you about Jesus Christ. Right. And I, 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 I was like, wow, that so put all of my convictions. See, for me, I hadn't heard that. It was, I went through my divorce. My ex-husband always lied. He had multiple affairs. And I was like, my son will never hear a lie out of my mouth. He will always know that when I speak, it's the truth to the best of my knowledge. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yes. none of us are perfect. We're all learning and growing, and and um, as we grow, we learn certain aspects that, oh, wait, I might not have quite believed that quite right, or, oh, wait, I just found out the truth on this. So to the best of my knowledge, at the moment when I speak it, I am speaking truth. And I said, I will never lie to my son. And so well, I did the hard thing. I was like, I don't care if everybody else around me is doing Santa Claus, we're not. I don't care if your other side of the family is doing Santa Claus. We're not. Um, And you're going to know the truth. You're going to know that Santa's not real right now. He's not going to come down your chimney right now. Now, he did go serve children when he walked the earth, but he's not doing that right now. The only one that is still living and breathing and came back from the dead is Jesus Christ. Nobody else. Correct. Amen. (laughs) Nobody else. Okay. That's it. Yes. So anyway, I didn't mean to make it about Santa and St. Nicholas, but I felt No, but uh, you you know that my, my child, my little one, she's three. 
And it's the same <laughs> She's thing. She's going to tell um, somebody Santa's dead. <laughs> but she, I mean, she knows who Santa is. I mean, right. as far as the, the character, she knows who right. Santa is. But at no point in her life has anything ever come from Santa. And she right. knows that. Um, and, of course, she's not old enough, really, to understand, um, you know, who St. Nicholas was or anything like that. But even, like, Easter. Does she get an Easter basket? Yes, she does. You know what's in that basket? It's going to be a new little, like, board book or uh, some kind of book that is usually Christian-based. Um, and I know this is probably going to sound silly, but they do make the, the chocolate crosses. She gets a chocolate cross. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I mean, that's why I said I, I, I feel like it's okay for us to recognize certain things. It's just we have to right. we have right. to do the redemptive quality of the holiday. We have to celebrate Jesus and, and be careful about the pagan practices that have been incorporated. Yes, yes. correct. Correct. But but that's that's what I, I was saying though, as far as my journey, I completely repented on January 21st, 2012, completely repented. Asked him to come back into your heart. I did. Mm -hmm. I I surely did. Yes, I did. I repented. I asked for forgiveness. I swore to God and it's an oath that I will, I will carry on until the day I die. But, you know, that I was not going to touch anything pagan, at least to my knowledge. I was not going to I was not going to do any kind of pagan practices or mm-hmm. anything from from that night forward. And as as far as my knowledge, I have not. Um, right. You know, some, some things. So you literally turned like the Bible said, when you repent, you literally turned and you said, yes. I will not do those things again. Correct. Correct. And I will tell you that, okay, I, I already said earlier that I used to see auras. Yes. When I woke up the next morning, I could no longer see auras. Isn't that amazing how the delusion that was over your eyes was literally removed? It, it was <sighs> removed, but it was debilitating for me because um, I was so used to using that as a, a, a guide, if you will throughout my life. I mean, you're talking Mm. about 30 something years of you had to learn how to rely on the Holy Spirit instead of an aura. Exactly. And actually, that was written in my Bible. You know, I I just purchased a new Bible. And uh, I had to let go of the old one because it was just it was falling apart. Um, But in my Bible, I actually wrote that I wrote something It it was as if I was writing a journal entry in a diary to God. And I, and I was like, you took away, <laughs> you took away my gift of sight, <laughs> but I guess you just wanted me to lean on you. Yeah. Cause it truly wasn't a gift of sight. It was demons dragging you further into the depths of hell, yeah. leading you to people that were also on their way to hell. Oh, and, and as far as the stuff that was going on in my house, because this was in the midst of all of that. Okay. Oh, yes. No, it didn't go away. It, it didn't go away immediately. I had to actually. I think I was, I was speaking to you about it. And, yes, you did. Um, and you told me I had to have authority. Like I had to. You had to believe in your authority. I had to speak, and you had authority. to take that authority and use it. Yes, I prayed 
through that house and through the basement mm-hmm. with authority. And it took a couple of times because, you know, the first time, it, it, when, when you're going back. It, Sometimes going it back does God, take time. I mean, well, I had a month long. I mean, it was over a month long, a month long stint at my house. And I was practicing Christianity and not had any pagan practices really at that point. So, well, yeah, for, for me, because I was coming back to God after 20 something years at this point, mm-hmm. it, you know, it feels a little weird. It, it, feels, Absolutely. it feels really weird to pray. It took a couple of times. And that, that last time, because I was tired of walking through the house, it was, it was a pretty big house. And I, I was tired of walking through it, praying. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. I am done with all of this. <laughs> and, and I just marched through that house. And I was, I didn't care how loud I was. Who heard me? I did not care. But I'm like, this stuff has got to get out of this house. Right. And I will tell you, after that, I never had a problem again. That's amazing. I am grateful you decided to come walk a mile with me. Your host, Maria Wingard, on the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast for our Red Tent Conversations. To find out how Jesus bridges broken to breakthrough and to listen to past episodes, please visit hopewillarise.com. And thanks for listening today.